0: Hey, welcome to the Mailbag's Review Sin City podcast. It's Monday morning. I'm down here in Seaford alongside Jack Dickens, who may or may not feature on the podcast. But I'm joined, as always, by Rob Scurry, our mounting yard analyst, and also Mark Roden from Champion Bets and Winning Edge Investments. Mark Roden, I'll start with you. How would you find Saturday? Uh,
1: I ended up in front, which was good. The meeting was, um, the dominant feature of the meeting was the big um, southerly wind, of course, which made it very leaderish and up the inside. Um, which can ha- doesn't always happen when there's a big Southerly, but it certainly did on Saturday. So um, when you're doing your uh, post-race analysis, like I've been doing this morning, you've got to make a lot of allowances for that. Rob, you're on course.
0: Uh, it was obviously a pretty pretty nice card, lots of good horses to follow going into the next month or so. Um, anything that stood out just from first impressions from the day? Uh, I don't know. Dame Giselle's a perfect little professional
2: two-year-old. Um, and uh, the Japanese horse, the Japanese... I mean, I'm interested in talking about the two-year-olds. I can talk about heaps of the races, mate. Um, but, yeah, you know, there's, there's lots of angles going forward, lots of horses. Um,
0: yeah, happy to, looking forward to discussing the times with punting form and all that. All right, well, we will start with race two. It was for the two-year-olds, Colts and Geldings. Uh, they've gone even for the class here. 1.2 length slow to the 600, but Farnan's recorded a very strong overall figure. Um Rob, we'll start with yourself. Obviously, there was Farnan, there was Tagaloa. There was a few other horses that have been there about some previous two-year-old races, but I just wanted to get your impressions of the top two, Farnan and Tagaloa.
2: Yeah, look, they, they look better than the, the rest. Um, I was really impressed with this Tagaloa. Obviously, I couldn't believe its win. It won on that day, and then here it is turning up in Sydney, looking like it's, it's you know, its grand final is two weeks away. It was stalking around the yard, uh, Farnen, uh, again, like for a gay Waterhouse, just look a little bit backward, scares me a lot. This horse, it can improve a lot from the yard Farnan. Um, so it's obviously the worthy golden slipper favorite, but tag lower, um, you know, just as they're about to jump, I went, Oh yeah, it's Japanese bread. Maybe, uh, they don't go so well on the wet. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a great bet at three, $4 to beat Farnan. Um, got it wrong. Um,
0: we move on. Uh, Mark, for yourself, uh, obviously Farnan was suited the way the, the day panned out, take a lower, I guess, off the fence and, and being back in the field wasn't as suited. Are uh, you taking much out of this race going towards a slipper?
1: Uh, I think they're probably both very good chances. The um, A lot of the two-year-old form's been up and down um, this season. You've seen that you know the rise and fall of build to name one, and um, there have been others too, but Farnan's put two really good runs together on... Um, both on soft tracks, uh I suppose it should be pointed out as well, but um and had the leaders advantage on Saturday. But he's he's rated really highly twice, uh in a row. Tackle Owers win, as Rob pointed out, was had to be seen to be believed in the Blue Diamond, um, sitting three wide on, on a hot rail that day too, and um, was able to hold off Hansi Attic and uh yeah they that was very much a tune up run on Saturday, just to put him out the back they either didn't know or didn't care about the uh, track pattern because they're well and truly qualified for the uh, slipper and um, just let it work home and uh, cannot lost, have lost any admirers. That was a real, You know, they're clearly the two. No, boy. They'll, um, they'll definitely be, uh, be there on Golden Slipper Day, you'd think. Well, we'll run straight yeah. into the Riesling stakes for the
0: two-year-old fillies uh, because obviously, again, they've gone... Even for the class, but the overall figure is, is quite inferior to, to what Farnan posted. It must be pointed out that Dame Giselle wasn't suited at all, three wide without cover. See You Soon obviously ran up well along the fence, and that horse has shown some ability there last preparation. Uh, so far on the punting form data, Dame Giselle's best overall figure, which was in the Golden Gift, is 0.3 lengths superior to Farnan's best figure, which was recorded. Uh, last start so both horses seem to be very even based on their best stats rob yeah who are you Um, siding with
2: oh look i I was this is i was super keen to bet this is this is a five unit play for me um dame Dame giselle just looked perfect and i think i got away with one in the end um the the main reason i was happy to kind of launch uh was supreme idea looks looks outclassed here to me, uh, the little thing getting on a dry surface up 200 metres, I, I didn't like it at all, um, impressed with the, the visitor from Mildred, I, I think she's, she's quite a, quite a you know, powerful two year old filly, um, with improvement to come, I was expecting to see some little worn out little uh, rat of a thing, but no, she, she, she impressed me, um, see you soon look good with a pony, um, with a pony is, is something I, I, I don't generally like. Um, and you know there wasn't when Dame Dizzell looked so perfect. Um, I was you know ex- really excited to get to, to bet, um, and yeah, yeah, I was sweating, sweating on the line. Darren called me the winner, which is done many times, <laughs> <laughs> cost me many times. Um, but yeah, look, it was it was it was a sweat, and I was, I was glad to get the result. I, you know, I, I missed the ten dollars in the in the run. Um, you know, in plays betfair.com.au. Far
0: out, $10 was there, at the 200 oh.
2: um, How are you boys doing? Did, did, you, did you guys have a bet on this?
0: Uh, certainly did. Um, I, must, I was just going to say, we were actually watching the race next to Graham Begg. He had his own little iPad and he seemed to be betting in play as well. So uh, congratulations, that's, uh, <laughs> that's outstanding work from a trainer. Uh, Mark, for yourself, uh, did you play in this race? And then who are you siding with going forward towards the slipper?
1: I didn't have a bet in it. Uh, the only horse in the race I could have anything to do with as a slipper chance is Dame Giselle. Um, she's, well, as you touched on at the start, uh, they've run almost a second slower than Farnan and come home slower as well. So just on time alone, it's disgraceful. But Dame Giselle was three wide and totally the wrong spot and able to win anyway. So uh, how you can have anything to do with um, see you soon on those figures is absolutely beyond me. She's done no work uh, in the best round and, you know, hasn't gone around a horse and still not won. And if Dame Giselle's $11 in the slipper, then see so you soon should she'd be a hundreds and she's 13. She? Yeah. yeah. It's Dame Giselle or absolutely nothing from this race in the slipper. Okay.
0: Very good. Uh, look, we'll move on to the Fireball, uh, the listed race for the three-year-olds over the 1100 uh, Villami, for uh, for Gerald Ryan and Tim Clark has recorded a decent overall figure off a slow tempo here. They've gone 2.9 lengths slow for the class to the 600. Uh, Mark, for yourself, we'll start with you. Anything of any interest in race four?
1: Yeah, I backed, um, I backed Cosmic Force and California Zimbal, second and third. That was nice. Um, I've missed Villamaya. I got it wrong. I thought she wanted drier than this, but um, it, it wasn't that wet and with the big loader's advantage. You know, she was right in the race, obviously, and that's the last Clark, week. Sorry? Timmy Clark on board. Yeah, he front. just dominated the race. It was a really good ride. Um, she's shown that sort of ability in previous preps too. Um, Running a really good second this track distance. Oh, 1,200, sorry, last time in. Um, but can't take anything away from Cosmic Force. He's hit the line really well, out a bit wider on the track too. He, um, if he gets a soft track in... I wonder what his um, table will be. Probably the Arrow Field, or maybe the TJ. Um, but he, I reckon, um, you go back to his two-year-old days. His best uh, win was on the wet track at Rose Hill, the start before the slipper. Um, and he's copped a soft track again here, and he's run up to that <clears> level. So that might be the key to his absolute best. But he's a he's a pretty full fool, foolproof sort of sprinting three-year-old anyway, and he'll be competitive in pretty much anything. Yeah, did do uh, through I, some
0: very strong splits as well over the four hundred, the two hundred, the two hundred towards the finish there as well. Uh, Rob, you're obviously a fan of uh, of Cosmic Force.
2: Oh, mate! I, would, I described him as a hunk. I found this horse <laughs> first start every campaign. Like uh, Warwick Farm, um, he got he got beat by Bivouac. Um, it's just a, he, he could be a thirty forty million dollar horse if he wins a Group One. Um, you know, th- there's there's no better sprinting type than him going round on type, Um, yeah, look, look. his run was enormous. I kind of stayed out of this race. Pandemic ended up having a little bit on, you know, just seemed a bit topical. Um, (laughs) How are we all coping? Are we all all stocked for toilet paper, boys?
0: No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just using expired (laughs) CAB tickets. (laughs)
2: Oh, man. I got the, I got the last roll the other day. I forgot I've got a couple of good Woolworth stories. Um, <laughs> disclaimer, I, I do work for them. Um, but, yeah, a couple of good ones. Bumped into James Cummings last night at South Maroubra Woolies. There he was. Um, anyway, should we talk about Godolphin?
0: Oh, I think they're going to be talked about nonstop for the next however long, aren't they? Or maybe not, okay. as the case would be.
2: Oh, you're going to shut that down. All right, well... Well, probably less said the better. Um, <coughs> pandemic. He, look, he's a bit. He walks a bit upright. Um, this horse, um, which I, I don't like, but he's a he's a powerful bugger. Um, yeah Dash uh, looked away off. It. You know, again, another one of these Gay Waterhouse horses not parading as forward as I'm accustomed to. Maybe that's the Anthony Bot wearing off on her. But yeah, I, I think that's certainly improved. And that seemed too short. You know, that's that's a middle miler up against
1: sprinters. Um, How <laughs> oh, did it? Cool
2: how did it get to this price
1: and, and then I it comes have no in idea. The, you, you couldn't you couldn't have monopoly money on, off its trial uh, and they backed it off the map what right? yeah yeah real surprise. well well, well California Zimba looked good
2: um you know she looked she kind of looked up to these but but you know cosmic forces are hung I can't believe I le- left Villa Mai out of the numbers she looked great too literally they all look good and true detective looked out class as did most crown but, but the rest are, are pretty good horses
0: Okay. Well, to, uh, the Group One Canterbury Stakes over thirteen hundred. Uh, speaking of the of the blue colours, Savatiano uh, tried to to lead the whole way, but the Bostonian just basically sat right behind it, had the camp on it, and the Kiwi was too good in the end. Um, Mark for yourself, uh, Savitiano, I believe was a play for you.
1: Yep. Yeah, it was my best of the day. I was very keen on it. wasn't the only one. They've, they've been very heavily backed. Uh, my reasoning was pretty spot on. Um, I thought the key to the race was the fact that the Alizé, um, form and all the form around it is poisonous. Yep. I wanted nothing to do with it. And Alizé and Standout have been beaten roughly half a furlong. So I got that right. But, um, Oh, sorry. Forgot, forgot to, forgot to factor in the Nash getting horses to peak factor. And, yeah. Um, uh, the Bostonian, you got the best run you've ever seen. Um, had, uh, Depp and Bates on Big with your mother driving us absolutely stark rating in the lead, um, sabatiano still run well but the bostonian just had that perfect perfect run in the right spot and nash got him to go uh looks like to uh, a new peak for me um and you know all honors with him he's been too good on the day but um yes yeah, sabatiano getting softened up didn't help and yeah it was a bit, a bit annoying because alizé Ed well, and, and alizé were both of course right in the market and they've been beaten out of sight and i uh, still did my money But that's that's racing.
0: Yeah, what are we doing with uh, with both of those beaten horses in standout and also Alizé?
2: Uh, look, I thought this this race was, you know, that seemed a good setup for both of them. Um, forgive, they're both quality horses. Um, I didn't get too involved. I thought this race really, you know, stamped the track pattern on the day that you, you had to be, you know, rails and run. Yeah. And, you know, you'd Mark could be sick that he didn't back the Bostonian from yeah. Barrier 1 yeah. afterwards. You know, this is a little saver or something. Um, yeah, exactly. Mrs. Seawolf in the numbers, suited on a soft track. Um, White Moss looked a little bit outgraded. Be good to your mother. Can I don't know where it's, you know, I I, I want to be with it at, at a big price somewhere. And Elise, well, you know, I, I thought she prayed it pretty well. She came in looking really sweaty, but she, then she walked around. Pretty chill for most of the parade, which is not like her. So, she's a real case by case. She's a case by case. She's a bleeder. So, if she does that again, she won't race and and
1: stand out. You know, I prefer on the dry. Give me another chance. Yeah, yeah definitely dry for stand out. I'd agree with that. Uh, if you um, if Be Good to Your Mother stays in Sydney, I don't think you'll have any trouble getting a, good, a big price about her.
0: Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Well, while they went fast in that race, uh, they went extremely fast in the next race, the uh, challenge, is that what we call it, the challenge stakes over a thousand? Yep, yep certainly. Yep. Group, so Nature Strip has gone very fast and just completely obliterated the field. Uh, Rob, he seemed a bit agitated at uh, in Melbourne first up, where he obviously failed down the straight. Uh, how did he parade there on Saturday? Oh, per, you know, perfect Waller, yep.
2: relaxed, you know, he's, he's done wonders with this horse. I've sent him out on top. I've actually sent out the exactor, um, and, you know, Jungle Edge has been a, a marvel, you know, I was I was on him first up at Caulfield that day, oh, it wasn't that long ago, fuck, how quickly things turn around in racing, um, but yeah, just a bit of a comment in my punning. Um, you <laughs> can't, can't always back, you know, 101 shots in run, um, Nature no, strip look really well. It's got barrier one, you know, Red has got barrier two, Jungle Edge's got barrier three. Um, or maybe that's not right. It's just, anyway, I, uh,
1: sent lanes at best. Yeah. The, yeah. They, they, the first five uh, were in barrier order. Yep. Over the line.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm not going mad here. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> Look, what can you say? They're all good horses. Santa Ana you know, 1,200 metres, absolute beast. I, I wouldn't be dropping off him. Deprived, look close to, you know, close to top, pretty much perfect. But, you know, the way the race is run, um, you know, got to be forgiving of all these horses. Miss Leonidas, uh, look really well, but probably outgraded.
0: Yeah, Mark, for yourself, um, did you have a play in the race first of all? And what do you think of this race as a form reference going forward?
1: It's hard to say. I I don't think it's going to be an incredible form reference. Um, No, you've just got to take on trust. He's about pulls out a a big figure about one one in every three runs. Mm. So if you're getting better than $3, you probably should be on him, and I probably should have been on him on Saturday, but I I just gave the rates a miss. What was – well, I thought when he went up evens, I thought, well, you'd have to be, you know, certifiable to take evens. But um, then once the track pattern had – stamped itself certainly by this race uh, all they wanted to do was push him out and out and out which was, was nonsensical really and um, he's won like a two's on chance and you know he got up to 350 on that year, I think didn't he? Yeah exactly
2: yeah. sent him out on top looked perfect, Waller's done marvels with this horse he's done marvels with very elegant getting these headstrong things to you know do the Waller thing
0: Yeah, exactly. genius Chris Waller and I'll be following Sandra and Elaine out of this event. Yep. Um, just the 600 to 400 metre split was was first class. The 400 to 200 was really good. Uh, did also return with the, the second fastest last 200 of the of the event. Um, look, overall, I think it will find a much more suitable race over 1,200, and clearly the, the way the day was panning out, it wasn't suited at all. Um, this...
1: Look, well, this bike's the best trainer in the country, and he will be picking on TJ Smith's stakes today and will be right in it.
0: Yep. And um, we'll head to the Ranwood Guineas. Uh, Rob, one of your favourites in Shadow Hero, uh, claimed the victory there for Mark Newnham and Josh Parr. Again, Rails and Run was thereabouts. Uh, very slow tempo, though. They've gone eight lengths slow to the 600 for the class. Uh, but we'll start with you, Rob. You sent out, obviously, Warning and Shadow Hero.
2: Uh, yeah, look. um. I couldn't get the VRC derby out of my head. This should have <laughs> been a massive fill-up for me. Um, you know, one on the race. Um, but, yeah, and when Sh- Warning jumped in front of Shadow Hero in the run, I thought, oh, I've done the right thing here. Um, but, yeah, look, he, he I found him on top, Shadow Hero. His coat was just, you know, just about blooming. Um, always been a good middle-distance type of three-year-old. Um, microphone I couldn't knock. Um, you know, we, we had a big god in the other week when he got done. Um certainly in the numbers Brandenburg just looks at you know b grade type just that class below so i'm, I'm you know always going to want to take him on i think um castle vecchio chilled out a little bit um the way the race is won, run um he had no chance so i, I think he's ticking along to something um he, he and shadow hero you know warning
0: it's the next one as they go up in distance but um
2: yeah it was great great race did you guys have a play
0: yeah, I, I backed uh, Shadow Hero and Warning, and I'm just, again, throwing out a bit of hindsight, but the last two times before this race that Shadow Hero met Warning, Shadow Hero has SP'd shorter than Warning, um, so I guess it was probably due to, to flip the result. Uh, Mark, for yourself?
1: Yeah, I was very, uh, I backed Shadow Hero and Castel Vecchio, stuck to the guns uh, with Castel, despite the track pattern, but um, totally unsuited and <laughs> well beaten. Uh, my thinking was that uh, those two horses and Warning were clearly the three best horses in the race and best suited at the set weights, obviously. You know, they're a level above the likes of Microphone, Brandenburg, Reloaded, etc. Um, so, even though, uh, I, I, but I thought Warning, again, Anthony Friedman will have it picking on AJC Derby Day. Um, I, he could have won without shocking me on Saturday, but I really think he's going to be peaking in two or three runs time. So I was very keen to be on the other two and um, lovely ride J Parr, very strong last 100, and uh, lovely drift late on the fair, too. So that made it a pretty good result. Got the money, all right. Uh, we'll
0: touch on race eight, the Randwick City Stakes over 2,000 meters, purely just because obviously Shand Ambition will be heading towards some of the feature races later on. Uh, Rob, anything for yourself out of race
2: eight? Uh, yeah, sent out the first four, lost kind of on the race. Um, just wanted to take on the, the winner, even though it's like perfect waller, it's it's not it's like a B type horse, um, which are often suited on softer tracks. So, you know, I think a soft track suited it. Uh Youngstar looks, you know, as I say, perfect waller. Wuguk looked at top waller. Um and Supernova came back better. Um I thought his run was pretty good. So I th- I think they're all kind of worth following. Um the chosen one could have paraded better. Um, Mushareb prayed pretty well for him but maybe you know maybe he should be getting on his toes and sweating up and getting fiery because he might have had enough this time in but um, yeah look I I think Youngstar's got a race
0: Um, Supernova might have a race probably fight fight one out in the uh, you know soon enough Uh, Mark they've basically walked here over 10 lengths slow to the 600 Uh, are you taking much out of this race going towards some of the features coming up
1: uh, you can't, yeah, you can't really read anything at the time in this race. It was basically yeah, run really. Um, he's ticking over really nicely. Shared ambition. He's um, had a, uh, always had a rapid in after his really good spring campaign in Melbourne. Um, I think I'd probably rather be with the likes of Mustard Mustajir and Master of Wine of the sort of likely staying types for the carnival we've seen in recent weeks than him at this stage. But you know, he is ticking over. He's probably got another level in him. Um, so. Yeah, he's going to be thereabouts, but I personally think Master of Wine's the most impressive of uh, that sort of cohort of horses we've seen recently. All
0: right, and Rob, we'll touch on, just for your own sanity, we'll touch on race nine, the aspiration quality, <laughs> the group three over the 1600. Uh, do you want to recap anything out of this or just put no. it straight into the bin?
2: Oh, look, you know, it was you a know, small play for me. Um, kind of erythea, uh, you know, pure bake bake... Uh, you might think he's gone fifth or sixth up, but there it was looking magnificent, muscled up, relaxed, um, perfect B Baker. So it went out on top. Um, Savakul was in the numbers. Oh, no, 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 Dance, Dance, Dance went on top, out on top. And, um, you know, she, she had no luck in the run. Um, but, yeah, the, the big thing about this race was Emeralds, who I'd seen uh, previously, just looked outgraded. And then I kind of thought she, you know, she twelve up to sixteen hundred or fourteen up to sixteen. Yeah, twelve up to sixteen hundred. Yeah, she she just looked like you know a little girl against you know the the big mummers here. Um, Natoya looked forward, so you know I couldn't be losing on her. Um, I, I did lay Irathea in the run a little bit, so you know got something out of the race with Natoya getting home. You know betfair.com.au back to back to leaders
0: before they jump
2: as they, uh, you know. Anyway, if you
1: don't know about that, then you should.
0: Greening up, uh, Mark. For yourself, anything out of uh, the out, out of the last race?
1: Yeah, back to had, a, had something on the winner, which is good. Um, can't believe, still can't believe it won. But it, I mean, they, they didn't go very hard, but uh, it, had, it had to have made up about twenty lengths, I think, from the four hundred. was an Amazing win, really, against the pattern. I didn't. I thought the might struggle at the end of sixteen hundred. I was right by about. Two and a half meters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Emeralds, yeah. She went was, very well. She went very well. <laughs> yeah, there. <but> imperfect there. <laughs> um Emeralds was a funny one. Uh, I mean it's been rock solid in the market. I my guess is the weight scale. It looked well weighted out of a good Phillies race, but you know, I've probably mentioned this theory before, she's not really a horse with much acceleration, so a weight drop or weight advantage isn't going to help her that much, I thought. And also, she yeah, she was 1,200 after 1,600, which was just as much respect as I have for John Sargent, that didn't look a good setup either. So she sort of made it made it worth a race worth betting into when, um, yeah, luckily enough, uh, fell on the right side by about a neck for me.
0: All right, very good. Now, we do have a viewer question coming up. Uh, Jay Dickens is on the line, um, so we'll just get him to uh, just phone through. We'll just patch him in now. All right, Dico, what have you got? G'day, Mark. Um, just wondering if anyone in the North Korean uh, regime covers, mentions, or d- like talks about the feral, racist, disgraceful track that you guys had to bet on on Saturday. Or is it just ignored a little bit like
1: I-, uh, I haven't seen any commentary about it, but I will say this, that um, even on, you know, Sky Channel, which is like the um, the media arm of the uh, totalitarian regime up there, um, they were quite strong on the bias at all the Canterbury night meetings, which was, in effect, every week. Mm. Um, so it, it, it is getting talked about, you know. It, it, um, even in out of channels, you wouldn't expect it. Um, I haven't read or seen any reviews from the mainstream media anyway um, about Saturday. But I would expect it would have to be mentioned. Yeah, I mean, look, obviously, uh, look, besides a
0: strong southerly mark, could you pick up on any other reason why it might have been so rails biased?
1: Um, no, I don't know why. Uh, I, I mean, that track position, even with a southerly wind, certainly rails and run would be a plus, but not to that extent. So it's something... Else has happened. I don't know. They've had a lot of rain, so maybe they've had to do something a little bit different in the week leading up with the preparation compared to previous meetings. I honestly don't know. But um, uh, I will say this: you don't get much, you get little to no guidance from Racing New South Wales itself and they're, they're track guys about uh, um, how the track might play. It's almost as if if they you know admit that there's going to be a pattern there, they've failed at their job, which I, you know I don't think anyone. Thinks that's the case. It's just rather a bit more transparency. Um, the Flemington guy said uh, quite clearly uh, before the, the Super Saturday meeting, he said midfield and outside is going to be better in the straight races. And he was quite open about it. And I'd, I'd like to see a bit more of that in New South Wales.
2: But well, can you say, boys? Can you say the best horses won all day in Sydney?
1: No way. Is anyone else? Um, no, not necessarily. Oh well, mostly, but. Um, just- Look, but there's plenty you've got to
2: excuse. Fasica, Farnan, Dame Giselle, Villamai, Bostonian beat Savatiano.
1: Look, look, Villamai would not have beaten... On a fair track, Villamai won't beat Cosmic Force.
0: There's one. All right, I love you,
2: boys. Thank you.
0: All right, mate. (laughs) Look, we'll just quickly finish off. (laughs) Rob, uh, (laughs) who's... I'm following Sandra and Elaine. Rob, you're following out of the meeting? Uh, Sandra and Elaine. Okay, very um, good. And, uh,
2: Dame Giselle, you know, fingers crossed you can, you know, find a fast pace and just sit behind it on a good track and you know, win the golden slipper for us and for yeah, Pathways.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, the the price is still there if you want to double up or triple up. Um, and Mark for yourself, who would you like to follow out in the meeting?
1: Um, Tagaloa and um, both Warning and. Uh, another chance for Castel Vecchio when he gets to 2000 Okay, very good. Well, it's
0: a big weekend in racing, and I'll catch up with you guys next Monday to review what happens this week. Mark, for the, the week ahead uh, for Champion Bets and Winning Edge Investments, your week's
1: looking like? Uh, it's been pretty busy. Um, I've done the Canberra meetings yesterday and today. Got Wyong tomorrow, and Ken, uh, Warwick Farm Wednesday, and the big meeting at Kembla on Friday, I think, too, before we get back into the The Saturday stuff. So, plenty on this week. All right. Uh, Rob, for yourself, you'll
0: be back in the yard for this Saturday. I think we're back at Rose Hill, aren't we?
1: Three weeks at Rose Hill now. You know,
2: this is the Rose Hill Carnival, uh, which has kind of been forgotten about. So, it'll be
0: pretty, pretty, you know,
2: easy breezy out there. Don't think we'll have any drug dogs and bloody cops and shit. You know, it's all about (laughs) the championships. That's the only day they care about filling up. Um, So, yeah, that'll be good. All right. Uh,
0: We'll look forward to that anyway. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) All right, guys, it's been fun. I'll speak to you both next week.
1: All right, mate. Thanks a (laughs) lot.